Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. So have you ever shown up somewhere and you expected there to be tears and sadness and grieving and instead there was laughter and excitement and people enjoying themselves? I know that's totally the question you expected to start a Christmas Eve service, right? Give me just a minute and I think I can explain. It was 2000. I was a year out of school and I was walking with Corey up to a memorial service for a 15-year-old kid who had died in an accidental rock climbing accident. And as we walked down the driveway to a place where I thought there would be lots of questions about how could God let this happen, lots of tears, lots of grieving, instead there was celebration. There were people laughing and drinking copious amounts of Mountain Dew. They were eating cheese pizza and Krispy Kreme donuts because that was his favorite. There were high school students doing cannonballs into their pool. His friend's punk rock band was jamming in his honor and in his memory. What we walked into that day was a celebration. It was surreal for sure. But we walked into a celebration of his life. How do you celebrate in the midst of such a tragic situation? How could you possibly celebrate? But I think that's exactly the point of the Christmas story. Every year, no matter what's going on in the world, we stop for a day and celebrate. Think about this year. There's war in the Ukraine There's war in Gaza. There's tribal warfare eliminating entire people groups in the Congo. There's tension on all of our borders with a growing immigration crisis. There's a loss of jobs. There's financial uncertainty. There's brokenness in our friendships and our relationships. And you probably can add your own things to that list. But in the middle of all that, we pause on this day to celebrate. Why? Because what we celebrate matters. What we celebrate matters. All, we, all month we have been looking at God with us, Emmanuel with us in our failures, our anxiety, our losses. And this morning we're going to take a look at God with us in our celebration. So if you have your Bibles or your phones, go ahead and pull those out to Luke chapter 2. Now, we all know this story. Everybody knows the Christmas story, even if this is the only time you come to church. And if that's true, I'm so glad that you're in the room today. We know the story, right? The angel shows up. What's he tell Mary? You're going to have a kid. I know you're not married. You're a virgin, but you're going to have a kid. God is going to bless you. It's going to be the savior of the world, right? That's the first message the angel gives. Then the angel goes to Joseph and he's like, hey, don't ditch Mary. The baby in her, God placed in her body. She hasn't cheated on you or done any of those things. You stick beside Mary, right? And then the Roman emperor declares a census. And so they have to move from Nazareth to Bethlehem so they can be uh, counted in the census. And when they get there, Joseph forgot to make the Airbnb reservations. They show up and they end up giving birth to the baby where the angels stay. Jesus is placed in a manger. The angel, this angel shows back up this time to who? 
the shepherds, thank you for the audience participation. The shepherds, shepherds come, see Jesus, just like the angel said. They go home, they tell everybody about it, right? And then two years later, the, the wise men show up because they got the invitation late. That's the Christmas story. We all know it, we can tell it. What I want to invite you into today are three verses in the middle of that story that I think shape everything around it. And when we just know the gist of the story or the characters, we miss this truth. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says, Don't be afraid, the angel speaking, he said. I bring you good news that will be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. All right, now as we dig into these verses today, I want to invite you to make the decision of whether or not this statement is true. What we celebrate matters. The first thing Luke tells us we're going to celebrate is good news. The first thing the angels say to the shepherds is, well, first they said, don't be afraid. That's like the standard angel greeting is always, don't be afraid. The next thing he says, we have good news for you. Now, in our cultural context, we can't understand this very well, right? Because I don't think anybody turns on any news station, I don't care what flavor you listen to, and goes, wow, that was good news today. That's not who we are. That's not the culture we live in right now. But the angel didn't come to the shepherds to say, hey, I've got some advice I'd like you to listen to. They came to say, we have good news. And theologian N.T. Wright says this about news. News is something that happens as a result of which everything is different. News is something that happens and as a result of which everything is different. What the angels told the shepherds will forever change the course of history. Now, for us, we'd be like, well, that's kind of interesting, but this was a common announcement in that day. Anytime a new king or emperor was born, there was a massive announcement out of the castle or the palace where they were telling them, good news, there's a new king. But this announcement is weird because this announcement isn't about a new Roman emperor. It's not coming from a palace. It's about a Jewish baby boy born in a stable. Everything about this baby is different. The savior of the world to a teen mom? That's good news. Born amongst animals? Announced to shepherds? How can this be good news? It's good news because the kingdom that's being established is going to be a place where everyone is welcome. It's good news because as the shepherds go and they are the ones the birth announcement comes to, it tells us this kingdom is not about status or power or economic success. It's a kingdom built on love, on forgiveness, and on caring for those who are in need. It's this announcement that leads the shepherds to go and find the baby and they find him exactly as the angel described. And 2,000 years later, we still celebrate this as good news because we know how the story ends. This baby didn't just stay a baby. 
This baby is arguably the greatest teacher to ever live. He's fully God and fully man, and this baby is going to walk as a full-grown man to a cross. And it's going to be on that cross that he pays for my mistakes and your mistakes, my sin and your sin. He pays for what we could never pay for on our own. And then he's going to walk out of that grave and conquer sin and death forever, establishing a kingdom where we are loved by a God who knows us intimately, freeing us from our guilt, freeing us from our sin, freeing us to love our neighbor, freeing us to be forgiven. This good news of this baby who was born, who would become the savior of the world, is good news because it changes everything in our lives once we believe the message. The other reason we celebrate or what we celebrate matters is because when we celebrate the good news, we celebrate no matter what. Did you catch what the angel said to the shepherd? I bring you good news of great joy. Joy. We miss the power of this word. I think we miss it because we live in such a cynical society that we can't comprehend this joy. One of my seminary professors said in a blog about joy, there's so much right now for all of us, personally, professionally, communally, nationally, globally. It doesn't seem like the right time or the right place, the right circumstances to choose joy. But isn't that when we need God's grace the most? You know, I think if you're walking into Christmas and you're like, I want to celebrate, but this is happening in my life. We get an opportunity to choose joy. And when we do, God shows up. Joy is defined in the dictionary as a delight in life that runs deeper than pain or pleasure. I can tell you this, joy is what I walked into that day at that funeral. It wasn't a denial of what had happened. It was a stubborn refusal to allow death to change the truth of who Jesus was. That family and those friends chose joy because they knew Jesus walked out of the grave. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you are defined as a person of the resurrection. We are people whose lives are defined by resurrection, which means death is not the end. There's a future and a hope that's for us. The God of the universe became one of us, lived among us, defeated death. And scripture is filled with examples of how that creates joy in our lives. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. Mental note, or just a side note, if you don't know this, Paul's chained to a Roman guard as he writes this letter. And this is his words. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Whatever happens, can you choose joy? Because Jesus has walked out of the grave. He continues to the church in Rome and he says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
God will fill every inch of you to overflowing so that joy goes out of us and others see it. Paul can teach these truths because like the shepherds, he lived this. In Acts 13, there's a story about Paul starting a church in a city named Antioch. And as he's there, he's starting the church. The city leaders don't like it. So a mob comes after him. Now, this is not like a sign-waving mob. This is like rocks, we're going to kill you type mob, right? And so they are coming after him. And he gets ready to flee. And as he flees, I want you to listen to his words in Acts 13, 51. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. People are trying to kill them and they're filled with joy. We get mad when somebody doesn't like our Facebook post. I'm afraid we've forgotten how to celebrate because we've lost our joy. I would argue we're focused on ourselves and on issues that don't matter. And we've forgotten to celebrate the joy that's available to us. Paul and the early church and the shepherds experienced this joy, I think, because of one thing. They didn't take themselves very seriously, but they took God very seriously. And I wonder, church, if those outside looking in would be more interested as to what's going on inside if we spread joy outside. What we celebrate matters. And we celebrate good news for everyone. Have you ever stopped to wonder why there's a census in the middle of the Christmas story? Seems a little funny to me. I'm like, why are we, why are we having a census? Why did this make it into scripture? I think the Romans paused for a moment to count everybody. And they didn't know this was going to happen, but the truth is, as they count everybody, we hear a message that this good news of great joy is for all people, and that means everyone counts. Everybody counts. Anyone who will listen, the shepherds go and tell this story to everybody who will listen to them about what God has done and about who he is. Paul says in Romans 1, 16 and 17, For I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work saving everyone who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. The good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it's through faith that a righteous person has life. Over and over and over again, Scripture tells us that this good news is for everyone. And here at Great Oaks, our mission statement is connecting everyone with Jesus, community, and purpose. That's our goal. There's no one that Jesus didn't come to have this good news that can change their life into joy for. I don't care what you've done in the past or what you're going to do in the future This message is for you. So as you prepare to go celebrate with family, open presents. My question, I have a couple questions for you as you go. Do you believe this is good news of great joy for all people? And I want you to start answering that question with yourself. Do you actually believe it? Or have you believed the lie? that it's good news of great joy for everybody else, but God could never love you. Maybe you're waiting to get yourself cleaned up. 
Some of us put on our special fancy clothes for Christmas Eve service. I can assure you, you don't put on your nice clothes to go tend sheep in a field. Best way to ruin your clothes is to have a huge dry cleaning bill. But that's exactly where Jesus shows up to shepherds in ordinary places and invites them through the angel to come and see this baby. And I think Jesus wants to meet each one of us there too. If you do believe this is good news for you, then my second question is, who do you need to tell? Now, hold on. Before you answer that, I want to, I want a little disclaimer. We're about to go spend time with family for Christmas. And if you don't do this right, you'll be that family member. You all know who I'm talking about. We all have that family member, right? When we go to share good news of great joy, we do that best when we share our story. When we tell people what Jesus has done for us, how our life has never been the same since we heard the good news. And we invite them to come and see. We invite them to follow. We invite them to experience the love that God has had for us. We don't take the truth and beat them over the head with it. That is the best way to ruin Christmas for everybody. Right? So let's remember that and invite people into this. We don't like to have truth beaten over. I don't like to anyway. But if we're going to share that great news, it's the greatest news of all time. And we get to share it with everybody. Because what we celebrate matters. And so my last question for you today is, what are you celebrating? What has God done in your life this year? Did somebody just ask the question, what are we celebrating? (laughs) Who gives Chase a microphone on good? Oh my gosh. Let's get ready to celebrate. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Christmas Eve, everybody. This is... Hey. Hey, Jason, what? Hey, aren't what? you excited? I just ruined the message. Just came out here right in the middle of it. Huh? I don't, I'm terrified, actually, Chase. Oh, I don't man. know what you're going to do right now. Hey, but I think what's really important, because there's probably some new people in the room, and maybe we should tell them why we celebrate here at Great Oaks. We celebrate because one of our core values is untamed excitement. Because we believe having fun... He is said what untamed makes excitement! Oh, my gosh. Yeah! I just about caught him. A roundhouse kick to the face is not my idea of untamed excitement. All right, Chase, so what do you have to bring us a little excitement today? So for our excitement this morning, here's what I've done. We have put together the top ten things that Great Oak should be celebrating this year. Wait, 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 wait. I have one. Oh. I do. It's going to be good. Don't ruin this for me. Just let me go number ten. Fine, you get get one. Okay, all right, number Number ten. Number ten, here we go. Number ten thing we're celebrating at Great Oaks. We have great coffee that comes with a purpose. Woo! Right? So, thank yeah. you. Pity clap for Jason. All that's right. right. Great that's coffee. Right. Hey. Hey, it matters. It matters. All right. Now to the real list. Here we go. Number nine. This one goes out to all of our staff. You guys might not know about this. Our staff this year became best Christian workplace certified through BCWI. So, amen. Let's celebrate that. Good job, staff team. I think you're just bragging on yourself because you're the one over all the staff, but that's all right. All right. So number eight, this one is not super fancy, but it's super important. It's the foundation of what we do. We have built a new vision culture that is driving us forward. That includes updating our beliefs, 
That includes looking at a new seven-year vision statement. It includes a new mission statement, values, and strategies about how we're going to get there. And so we are celebrating that that foundation is laid and we're ready to move into 2024. I'm glad you mentioned that as one of our top 10 because our next one is all about a strategy piece, which is, guess what? Serving in our unique giftedness. This year at Great Oaks, we've had 40 to 50 new volunteers from this crowd serving in our ministry areas. Amen to that. Ah, look at Tim getting into worship up there. I love it. Yeah. So, and guys, we want you to know as we walk through this list, this is not about us. This is about you. This is about the Holy Spirit working in each one of our lives to bring good news of great joy to our entire community, which leads us into, am I on number six? Yeah, number six. Yep, number six. Our community events. We had three events this year. Uh, that brought in a total of 3,000 people Hold to on. come and experience. How many people, Jason? 3,000 3, people Woo! between cross-training, Community Bash, and Fall Fun Fest. People got to come and see and experience the love of Christ firsthand, which was amazing. Not just do we bring people onto our property, but we also take everyone here, we, pay, we go out. And this year we spent time on our first mission trip since the pandemic. We took a team out to your native land of West Virginia, shared the love of Jesus. You know it is part of the U.S., right? Most people don't know that, I know, Jason. I know, I know, I know. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Most no. people think it's part of Virginia. We still speak English. <laughs> so, yes. So, hey, yeah, great job, mission team. That's for you guys. Absolutely. All right. And we not only served in West Virginia and in different places, but this year we also were intentional about serving our community. It's not about just gathering here. It's about getting out into our neighborhoods. So we had our first Be the Church Day where we sent almost 300 people out to do service projects in this area and across the river. And we look forward to doing that again next year too. So thank you for that as we serve our community. And I already know we're doing that again next year, right? Yep. Absolutely. Hey, the next one, I'm actually really excited about this. This is a serious one right here. This year we decided... Hold on, let me put my serious face on. Oh, you got it? Cool. That's the same as your fun face. Okay. So this one is this. So guys, we wanted to take marriages very seriously and say, hey, we want to make sure our marriages are healthy. So we had some people from the Gottman Institute come in, lead a seminar here. We had 50 couples take part of this marriage retreat. And then most of those couples spent 10 weeks after that with Paul and Stephanie Seidel each week working on their marriages. Look at how happy those marriages are. They're all smiling. I know. They're all smiling. Good job, Paul and Stephanie. Thank you. All right, so the goal is life transformation, right? We want to see people come forward and make a profession of faith. This year, we had 25 baptisms where people took a public step and celebrated their faith and said, yes, I want to be known as a follower of Jesus, and that's fantastic. All right, Jason, hold on. Yep. First, 25 baptisms, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. But I think you and I have sat down, and we have a new goal for next year, right? Yep, what is that new yep. goal? The goal for next year is 75. So we All believe right. that by the power of the We're Holy Spirit, we can Holy triple Spirit that number next yeah. year. Hey, so life transformations, baptisms, number two. What could yep. possibly be number one? I, well, you made your list. Woo. It's your list. I'm excited then. So you know what? Actually, better than me or Jason to tell you what number one is, continuing... Our whole motive of life transformational stories, watch the screen. One night after Awana's, I was in her car heading home, and I realized that I was struggling to believe in Jesus. That night, I had a dream where Jesus came in and 
said I'm more powerful and more stronger than anything. The devil gets into your head too, way too much. In the morning, I told my mom about it and I decided to follow Jesus. Two weeks after that, I decided I wanted to get baptized. So I asked my mom if I could get baptized. So she baptized me because the Lord wanted me to. My name is McKenna Reeves and I came to Great Oaks at the beginning of 2023. Um, one of my best friends, Bella, actually asked me if I'd go with her one day randomly. And I was like, why not? And I truly felt connected from that first day that I walked in the door. Everyone was so kind and genuinely cared about why I was there and how I was doing. And that first day of worship that I was at just blew my mind because I grew up in a smaller church where it was a band of like three people and it was quieter. And then you walk into Great Oaks and it's this amazing team with such talented people worshiping God and it is so unbelievably inspiring. I have a serious passion for music and people and through Great Oaks and God I have decided that I am going to spend the rest of my life leading people in worship and leading them towards God as a music ministry major. There are so many unbelievably incredible people at Great Oaks that have really influenced that decision and I truly feel like God has put me here for a reason. Um, one of my favorite verses is John 13, 7, and it's, you don't understand what I'm doing for you, but someday you will. And my someday came the minute I sang So Will I on my first day of worship team. I was terrified because I had never led a whole group of people in worship before, and I was so nervous that I was gonna mess it up. But I immediately knew after that song that God had brought me to Great Oaks to connect with him and to share his love with so many people in the community. Hi, my name's Michelle, and I'd like to share with you my testimony for 2023, and I would like to read it also. I've been coming to Great Oaks for about two years. I'd like to share with you how God has changed me from the inside out. My entire life, I've been trying to numb my pain and fear with alcohol use, but it kept coming back. The Lord put on my heart in July of 2020 this question. He said, are you going to go down this same path again and get the same results? My answer was no. I'm ready to do life your way, God. I knew then that God's way was in community with other believers and being real about my pain and fears. I stepped out in faith by getting some Christian counseling and going to celebrate recovery weekly. I haven't had to numb my pain anymore because in this process, God has healed my pain and taken away my fears. I'm so grateful for His mercy and grace every morning. Thank you for letting me share. Manchase, those were three fantastic stories. Kids realizing God's bigger than their fears, calls to ministry, and life change for adults. I'm not crying. You crying? You know what? Why don't you pull yourself together? Yeah, I'll do the I'll talking for a minute. Uh, you know, we've watched that video four times. Yeah, four, still gets it. four times. Um, gives me every time. Guys, 
when we talked about the vision process, which you might not know here at Great Oaks, is we had a one-year vision that was extremely important to us. And our one-year vision was capturing transformational stories from, from our community. Uh, Jason, how many stories do we want to capture this year? The goal is 150. So that's what we're trying to capture by May. So that's what this morning has been all about, is just celebrating some of the wins, victories. And guys, most importantly, this is December 24th. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, amen? Chase, I think we can do better. Oh. I think we can celebrate Ooh. better. I mean, your dance move was pretty good, but can we do a little bit more? Maybe don't replicate that. I don't want you to hurt yourself. Is there something else we could have done? Are, are you talking about my magic button? Yeah, what's your magic button? My magic button! I haven't stepped on it all day. I'm but so I'm excited, really actually. So um, the tech team has put this together for me. Love it. Yeah, I Shout out to would. Dave. Yeah. Hey, so, however, I will not push this button unless we're actually celebrating the birth of Jesus and all these live transformational stories. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Woo! Yeah. All right. Let's give it up it's for the time. Father. Amen. Let's go. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for joining with us in our celebration and chasing his silly antics. But, uh, Guys, this is what it's all about. It's about life change. So my question for you today as you head out is, what are you celebrating? And I want to invite you to find time in your busyness of this holiday season to sit down and think about, what am I celebrating? And I want, you to, tell you, I want to tell you one other thing I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating your gratitude and your generosity to this place. Mission trips and community events don't happen without resources. And you guys have been incredibly generous, incredibly grateful as you've given all year long. And I hope 2023 becomes the baseline and we just keep building on this in 2024. So if you came prepared to give today, there's three ways to do that. They're on the screen behind me. And church, I can't wait to be back here in a year and celebrate with you again what the Holy Spirit has done that only the Holy Spirit can do at the end of 2024. Would you pray with me? God, where would we be without your son? This good news of great joy that you brought, that you gave us, we didn't deserve it, but you gave it to us freely. So God, I just ask and pray that we would find time to reflect and to celebrate the God that we would share the joy we have with those around us and it would change their lives. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his love. Thank you for his grace. Thank you that he walked to the cross and conquered death. And it's in his name we pray and by the power of the Spirit. Amen.